Star Talk, a podcast from the Durham County Sheriff's Office. I'm Clarence Burkett, your Durham County Sheriff, as we regularly inform you about the latest happenings here in Durham County and in Durham County Sheriff's Office. Let me take this opportunity to say Happy New Year to everyone listening. And as we start 2024, we focus today on one of the most important aspects of our office, connecting with the community we are sworn to protect and serve. When I became your sheriff in 2018, one of the first things I did was create the Office of Community Engagement, currently managed by Ms. Grace Marsh. In my 40 years of law enforcement, one thing is clear. We cannot do this job alone because we need the public to believe in what we are doing and tell us what is going on in their own neighborhoods. What we do is a two-way street. Communication is key. And as we are joined by three local community members today, I'm excited to hear their perspectives of what's going on in their community and why they are serving on the Durham County Sheriff's Office Community Advisory Board. This should be an exciting conversation. So let's jump right in, and I will ask each of the guests today to introduce themselves, not in any particular order because they are all very important to me. Uh, when they signed up to serve on my board, I was extremely pleased to have them and others join our board. So we'll start with Venus Sanders who is a home health advocate who has represented the home health issue in Washington, D.C., and now brings her talents to Durham, North Carolina. Good afternoon, Sheriff Buckhead and my fellow um, community advisor boards that are here today. I would like to first thank Sheriff Buckhead for allowing us the opportunity to serve on the community advisory board. Um, also, I would like to thank him for allowing us for our voices to be heard, not only from ourselves, but from within our community as well. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you here in Durham, North Carolina now. And I know you have tons of experience in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, and I'm looking forward to your continued contributions to this board. Next, we have Natalie Bouchain. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Sheriff Burkhead. My name is Natalie Beauchene. Um I have lived in the Durham area for 50-plus years. Um, I moved here when I was quite a young young baby, so it <laughs> hadn't been that long. Um, I am a product of the, of the Durham Public School Systems. I have two children who are also the product of the Durham Public School Systems. And one of my, actually my oldest son is a current, currently a teacher and a coach at one of our public school systems. I've worked at Duke for 23 years, and I have also served on the Durham County Board of Adjustment. Very good. Very good. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we have something in common, no doubt, uh, having worked at Duke myself for almost 18 years. So really excited to hear more about you and your story here in Durham. Uh, being, I think you've been in Durham as long as I have, or I've been in Durham as long as you have. So <laughs> we are officially Durhamites. And last but not least, no stranger to the mic, Mr. Herman Sperling. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, so first of all, I want to uh, thank the Sheriff for assembling this group, not just because we're representing the community, not just because, as I understand it, this is the only committee reporting to a Sheriff 
in this capacity in the country, and but also because of the diverse nature of this group representing the totality of the fabric of our great city of Durham. So thank you for that. Uh, I live in Carolina Harbors uh, in Durham. Moved here about eight years ago because my daughter took a couple of positions at Duke University and absconded with our granddaughters. And so my wife commanded that we were coming. But I always wanted to be here. So I'm just simply delighted and appreciative of the opportunities. Thank you. Thank you very much, Herman. And thank you all of, to all of my guests. We're going to jump right in. I really want our listeners to understand why you all wanted to join and serve on the sheriff's advisory community advisory board. So Herman, let's start with you. Uh, your background is extensive. You focus on uh, solutions. Uh, your your history and your work experience as a professional is all about problem solving. So I'm sure that had something to do with your desire to be on this board. But could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and why you wanted to serve on this committee? Thank you. So I was the chief marketing officer for two Fortune 500s dealing worldwide with what customers were going to want and what my company wanted to say to them. So I've been involved in communications, as the sheriff has said, for a very long time, about 40 years of international marketing. Uh, the reason I am so excited about this is, first of all, the compliment of being asked to join. Wow. How can anyone refuse to do service for somebody like Sheriff Burkhead and for our community of Durham? <clears throat> the second was in moving to Durham, it was obligatory on me to learn Durham, not the other way around. <clears throat> and so this was a unique opportunity to be able to get a lens on what Durham is really all about from so many different perspectives. And then finally, because I think I can offer some real value in uh, helping with bilateral communication with the community from the Sheriff's Office. Herman, we really appreciate that. And I can tell you that I personally, uh, as your sheriff, have already benefited from your insights and advice. Uh, we've had conversations for a number of, uh, number of years now. Uh, even right before I became sheriff, I took office in 2018. I had the pleasure of, of uh, meeting you and some of the good residents at Carolina Arbor. So welcome to the board, and we are excited to have you, as I've said. Next, I'm going to ask Venus to give us a little bit about her background from the nation's capital and what brought her to Durham, North Carolina, and why she, too, has chosen to serve on the Community Advisory Board. Thank you, Sheriff Buckhead. Um, my name is Venus Sanders. I am originally from Long Island, New York. I moved here to Durham almost 13 years ago. Um, prior to moving to Durham, I was pretty much familiar with the history of Durham, um, and it made me want to come here and to live out the rest of my years here. But I belong to an organization called the National Domestic Workers Alliance, and I represent home care workers um, throughout the country. We are always fighting for better pay wages, respect on the jobs, um, also for uh, excuse me, numerous of things as far as health insurance, uh, better benefits for our families. Um, we feel that our work is devalued and we don't get the appreciation that we deserve. So I do a lot of speaking engagements um, throughout um, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., Vegas, and other places um, to represent home care workers throughout the United States. What brought me to the Sheriff Advisory Board is because I do serve on a housing board here in Durham, and this is my second term. 
Um, it is important for me to share, to serve on the Sheriff Advisory Board because I would like to see change um, in the community of Durham. Durham is a very wonderful place to live, but of course, like any other major cities, whether it's in the north, south, east, or west, it does have its um, problems as far as violence. And I would like to advocate for my community, not only on a housing perspective, but just to also make Durham a better, safe place to live because it is a beautiful city. Wow, thank you for that. And your experience as a servant leader already demonstrated in your roles in Washington, D.C., and now here in Durham serving on the housing board are uh, to be commended. Uh, so the what you bring to this board is going to have value beyond and we're excited to have you and i and i know uh having been to washington dc a number of times myself as a matter of fact i was just there uh last week and uh, where the durham county sheriff's office was recognized by the american correctional uh, association for our reaccreditation and we'll talk more about that uh, uh, on another podcast, but uh, I want to say I had a chance to to uh, traverse the streets of Washington, D.C., and I'm glad uh, you're here, as I'm glad I'm here, because D.C. can be a little bit confusing uh, when you're trying to drive around the nation's capital, but so welcome. And certainly, uh, last but not least, we want to go to Natalie, and Natalie, please tell us a little bit about you and what led you to serve on the Sheriff's Advisory Board. Thank you, Sheriff Burkhead. Um, I was thrilled when I was chosen to be a part of this um, committee. And I wanted to make sure that the voices from northern Durham County, Bahama area, are heard from the sheriff because a lot of times you just gets bogged down and a lot of it's just the city and the city gets most of the um, attention. But there are some, some things out in the county that need to be addressed and I want to be the voice from the county of Northern Durham County and Bahama to the sheriff's ear so we can um, let him know exactly what is happening. Also, another reason why I wanted to be a part of this advisory board is because um, fentanyl poisoning is out of control. And I think that Durham needs to be the town that is on the mark, that, that, that's on the map for this is how you do it. This is how you get fentanyl dealers out of your community. This is what needs to be done. And we could be the gold standard for that across the, across the, the country if we could just do it. Um, January to September in 20, of 2023, North Carolina had 2,560 fentanyl-involved fatalities. And it's not just, um, this, this is murder. This is murder. Um, when people go into a bar and order a rum and Coke, they want a rum and Coke. Let's say the bartender's out of Coke and he puts antifreeze in there. It's not what the customer ordered. When people go, of course, they don't need to be doing drugs, but when you do order something and you get something that's not in it, it's going to kill you, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, fentanyl is a huge problem in North Carolina and in Durham, and we need to make a statement to make sure that the fentanyl dealers are off the streets and are prosecuted. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Ms. Beauchene. Uh, Natalie, uh, we've had several conversations over the past couple of years uh, about this issue uh, that she so eloquently uh, laid out for us. It is a tremendous problem here in Durham and beyond. Uh, fentanyl is showing up in all aspects of 
the drug trade. Uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and give her some kudos. Natalie was very instrumental in helping me shape the conversation for a new law of death by distribution. Uh, and, uh, where she dealt with a, a tragic death of a family member. Uh, and so having someone with those lived experiences advocate with law enforcement, uh, advocate to our legislators uh, to, to change the laws, to put some teeth into our drug enforcement op, uh, operations uh, means a lot to me. And I thank her for being bold enough and brave enough to step up and, and stand alongside uh, law enforcement and, and help us uh, really address this issue uh, of fentanyl and drug drugs in Durham. And so that's a, a good segue, segue into one of the things I want to talk about. Each of you have different perspectives. And Natalie, you just mentioned Northern Durham. Uh, and I always love uh, visiting Rougemont and Bahama and, and Northern Durham. It's a different a different community, and, and the diversity of the Sheriff's Advisory Board is designed to bring those different perspectives. Uh, right now, I think things are pretty calm in, in the Northern Durham area. I hope I didn't just uh, just jinx it, uh, but it's a great close-knit community, uh, and having a voice like you uh, on the board to represent those those issues there means a lot. So uh, let's talk about God's country, uh, Bahama and Rougemont, just a bit before we take our first break. So what's going on in, in Bahama right now? Well, like you said, everything's pretty calm. Uh, there are some issues going on with development, um, which I'm sure you've seen all over. Um, Southern Durham has been getting has gotten hit really, really badly. It's coming to Northern Durham um, with the passing of the SCAD. Um, Law, I don't know, it's a law, SCAD ordinance, ordinance the SCAD ordinance, you know, that's going to put some um, put some hefty uh, weight on northern Durham County in the Bahama area. There's just a lot of land up there. And if it's developed and not developed correctly, then everybody is going to suffer. It's going to trickle down into the city and it's going to trickle down all over Durham. And it's just um, we need when we develop, we need to develop carefully. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So uh, recognizing that growth is going to come, uh, the sheriff's office is going to need more deputies to continue the great work and develop those relationships that we have in, in uh, northern Durham and Carolina Arbors and Dur inside Durham City proper. Uh, and it's something uh, that the sheriff does not have direct control over development, but I am acutely aware of uh, the density that is coming to our county. And as the sheriff who has countywide jurisdiction, I pay attention to that. Uh, and so I, sh I am sure at the appropriate time, we'll have another conversation about increasing the number of deputies on the Durham County Sheriff's Office so we can handle the, uh, the growth. So thank you for mm -hmm. bringing that up. We're going to step away and take our first break. You're listening to Star Talk with your sheriff, Clarence Burkett. We'll be right back. Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead. We are hiring now. If you want to make a difference in our community, I want you to join our team. The Durham County Sheriff's Office offers a generous benefit package and a wide range of career opportunities. If you are at least 21 and have a high school diploma, we want to hear from you. Be the future of the Durham County Sheriff's Office. Join the team today. Visit DurhamSheriff.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. Thank you once again for listening to Star Talk, the podcast from the Durham County Sheriff's Office. Today we're having conversations with members of the Sheriff's Community Advisory Board. And Natalie mentioned something a moment ago that I think we're going to continue that line of uh, conversation. And I'm going to ask uh, Herman Sperling to elaborate on some of the same comments that Natalie just made about growth. You live in Southeast Durham, Carolina Arbors proper. Could you speak to that uh, and development that's going on in your area? Sure. Um, There's been some misunderstanding about the direction that we in Carolina Arbors or the broader spoken, the Leesville Road Coalition, has taken in terms of development. Most of us are from business, and we know in business that you grow or you die. And so we are advocates for growth in our area. However, growth needs to be supported by appropriate infrastructure, which includes law enforcement, includes roads, includes water, includes electricity, includes all the schools. All those things are important to us. And unfortunately, it is not in balance in our area. And this is going to cause major problems down the road. Uh, It is delightful that the sheriff has been so forthcoming to our community because our Durham Police Department is so depleted that they just can't respond. It's not a fault. They just don't have the resources. And the sheriff has been terrific in coming in and putting in speeding signs on our streets and all kinds of things to help us out. That's important. What are we doing to give back and to be part of the community? Well, in order to really bring home that message of infrastructure with development, uh, we were lucky enough that the city uh, did provide a bus for us, and on that bus we had people from county commission, we had people from the city council, and we had members of the press driving around the areas of southeast Durham so they could see exactly what they were doing to the community and why our requests for roads and police were so critical. And really tried to focus on things like busing of Durham Public School students of getting hung up in traffic. It was fortuitous that the driver who was coming from downtown Durham was half an hour late showing up because she was stuck in traffic on Highway 70. It was just a good launch to the meeting. We also do things like run uh, uh, programs to promote civil discourse. So within our community, we put together programs which discuss topics like election law, um, immigration law, public schools, and public housing. And we talk about all those things because they sound contentious. And we serve those up in a manner that teaches people that we can really engage in civility as we discuss contentious topics. In fact, among those topics, uh, the only disagreement we had, we have equal numbers of what we call reds and blues in our parlance, (laughs) equal numbers. The only disagreement was when the area of election law where the blues, Democrats, thought there should be one week of early voting and the Republicans, reds, thought there should be two weeks of early voting, which came as a surprise to many of us. And I conclude those meetings by asking how many were surprised that we could discuss these matters without getting hostile and hands come up a little bit. And then I say, how many people actually enjoyed having these discussions? And now hands are really waving around. And now how many of you have learned something today that you can take home to friends and family and now hands are all over the place. So 
each of us can do something to make our community a little bit better. And again, I want to applaud the sheriff's office and Sheriff Burkhead in particular for giving us this opportunity to assemble and talk about things that we the people can do to make our community safer and better. Uh, Herman, we thank you so much for those comments and, and let the record show that my favorite color is purple, neither red, <laughs> neither red nor blue. And I appreciate your articulation of the, the divide that we sometimes deal with here in Durham and, and beyond. But you mentioned a couple of key points and certainly civil discourse is at the top of my list uh, because I am such an advocate for communication because we cannot solve these problems without having civil discourse. We cannot uh, solve these problems without engaging the community. And certainly we cannot solve these issues without holding our elected officials, the sheriff included, accountable to the promises that were made during any campaign or election, se election season. So your work in that political realm, Herman, is also to be applauded. And then you mentioned traffic and traffic enforcement. Uh, and I appreciate you pointing out that we continue to be responsive. Durham County Sheriff's Office has a traffic unit that is part of the Governor's Highway Safety Program, and we are uh, responsive to the to the calls of the community uh, all over Durham County, but certainly in those uh, very high dense areas where traffic has been a bit of an issue of late. Uh, and so thank you for noting that we will continue to respond all over uh, Durham County and Durham City because the sheriff has uh, city and county-wide jurisdiction, and we're happy to do that. Uh, and we work very closely with our partners at Durham Police Department, and we too are suffering from that staffing shortage. So as we talk about the possibility of development in uh, northern Durham in the Bahama area. We talk about the continued growth in southeast Durham and we all know what's happening in RTP in the Research Triangle Park and, and the great development that is happening there. The Sheriff's Office is going to continue to push for professional law enforcement, for more deputies. Uh, we also run the detention center. But we can't do this alone so the community's voice is going to be instrumental. I want to go back to Venus real quick. Venus, you live in South Durham. Can you talk to us a little bit about the issues in South Durham uh, and how you are engaging the community and keeping us informed here at the Sheriff's Office uh, about the issues in South Durham? Yes, Sheriff Burkhead, thank you. Yes, I live on the south side um, of Durham, which is uh, right downtown Durham, which, as we all know, is being... Uh, gentrification and uh, revitalize, bring in new homes and um, income um, into the area. But Southside also has a problem, um, not only with street gangs, but with gun violence. Um, I come from, as I mentioned earlier, from Long Island, New York. And Long Island, New York itself has very strict penalties um, on gun laws. As we all know, moving in the South, everyone is a little bit lenient here um, in the South with gun laws. Um, I'm going to just tell a little story. <clears throat> One day, I was on my way to the post office, and it was approximately maybe like about 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, it was a nice day outside, and it was a school day, um, which day of the week I don't remember. But um, as I was coming down to the stop sign leaving out of my complex, I see uh, three young teenagers who I assume should be in school uh, or either doing something productive. Um, and two of the young kids were shooting at one another. 
And I stood with my, I was at the stop sign with like my eyes open. I looked at my clock and I'm like, oh, this is one o'clock in the afternoon. And one of the young ladies who was with the two young men that were shooting one another, she noticed me looking. So um, I didn't want to say anything to the children because nowadays you can't speak to young adults like how it was when I was growing up and like the, the panel that's here today. But I did call the police. Um, I described what I saw. Um, eventually the, the police came. But I rode up to the next stoplight and I pulled over and my mind just was like all over the place. And I was like, those are our babies, the community. Like, this is my son, my daughter. This is Sheriff Buckhead's son and daughter. This is Mrs. Grace's grandchild or the other panel here. I just felt like we need to do something. This is our next generation of future doctors and lawyers and nurses and police officers and Hi, Matt. Welcome to McDonald's or the gas station or whatever direction life, you know, may lead them into. But to have young children walk around in the daytime with a gun just shooting at one another, that really did something to me. And later that day, I was watching the news and I saw um, the where Sheriff Buckhead and Miss Grace was advertising to join the community advisory board. And I said, you know what? I need a voice on that because I have a daughter here. Um, she's 22. She'll be 23. But not only that, I have a granddaughter mm -hmm. and she's only two. She was born here in Durham. So this is her home. And I don't want to see her grow up um, amongst gun violence. You know, her a, her generation is going to be our future leaders, um, our next future doctors and lawyers and sheriff of um, of Durham. And I would like to see each and every one of our children, whether you live on the north side of Durham, the east side of Durham, the west end of Durham, I would like to see our children safe. <laughs> I've had a few friends um, whose who children was affected by gun violence and to hear their stories um is unbelievable it's scary and it makes you think like where are we going like it's not normal for teenagers to be walking around with guns and if you get mad at each other oh, i'm going to shoot you or you know they feel that they have to belong to a gang to be somebody you can be somebody stay your butt in school <laughs> it your GED or your high school diploma. We have Durham Tech here. We have one of the best HBCU schools, Central. You could go over to Duke University. You could ride down to Charlotte. You could go to Greensboro. There's schools here. Put your motivation and your energy into becoming somebody other than you don't like me or you disrespected my mother. Um, two families become involved. Everyone loses. One child, you know, he may be in prison for the rest of, of their lives. And then you have another family who child has been taken away from them. And that's very, that's heartbreaking, you know, and it divides the city because you're mad at me because my child shot you and, and I'm mad because my child have to go to jail. Well, your young adult has to 
suffer consequences. And this is my problem. I, I believe that we need to go down to the courthouses and speak to the DA. They need civil penalties. I mean, you can't keep putting your home up for your child, um, and then the next day they're out doing the same thing again. Um, so to me, that I feel that they didn't learn their lesson. And making stiffer penalties to let them know that there's consequences. You just can't go out and get mad and say you want to shoot somebody. That's not the way of life. The way of life is getting your education and being productive to society, and you can make a better difference that way. Wow, Venus, uh, your words are powerful and certainly have touched on uh, so many issues that we can unpack. And so this this uh, uh, conversation might go into a part two or a part three, uh, as I should say, because the issues that you just articulated and highlighted are uh, worthy of further discussion. Uh, but what I will say is you you all know my stance on gun violence. Uh, and truly, truly, uh, we are experiencing a, a gun violence epidemic uh, here in Durham, uh, not only in Durham, but across this great country. We have uh, romanticized uh, guns and gun violence, and uh, we can unpack that all day long. Uh, but what I really want to touch on is the youth. Because you mentioned we should do everything humanly possible to save our youth. Uh, and uh, I hope you understand that the Durham County Sheriff's Office and I, as your sheriff, are committed to reaching our youth. Uh, we've developed a great relationship with Durham Public Schools, particularly uh, Superintendent Dr. Uh, Pascal Mubinga. Uh, he and I partnered with uh, Hillside High School to use the drama department uh, to raise awareness on uh, gun violence and the consequences of engaging in this type of activity through the play, State of Urgency. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring that back. And, and the reason I highlight that is because I think if we can reach our kids, we can teach our kids, and perhaps we use the arts and other avenues to reach our kids to encourage them to stay in school, as you just mentioned, to, to not pick up a gun, but to pick up a pen uh, and be focused on their future and not just what's happening to them right here and right now. Uh, you also know that I've been very vocal about the termination of the shot spotter uh, technology. That's a city of Durham initiative, but as the sheriff, uh, it certainly is something uh, that I think we should consider. Uh, as Herman mentioned technology a moment ago, we should be using technology to assist law enforcement, uh, not just the Durham Police Department, but the Durham County Sheriff's Office. So hopefully through the advocacy of our new mayor, uh, Leonardo Williams and, and Councilman Mark Anthony Middleton, uh, having their voices along with mine, we can we can bring that technology back because I think we have to do everything humanly possible to save our city, especially our youth. If I may add something to that, Absolutely. please. Absolutely, please. That's Never. why I think it's so important for our SRO officers to be in the schools because they can act as, as mentors. They can, they can, they have the first eye if they spot trouble. I think they're, they're extremely useful in our schools and should, should stay there. <laughs> no, Natalie, thank you so much for bringing up our SROs. Uh, uh, again, it was a commitment of mine when I first became mm -hmm. sheriff in 2018 to reimagine our SRO program to make sure that our SROs 
are uh, a true resource to our students, faculty, and staff. Uh, we're not there to arrest uh, young people. Mm -mm. We're not there to harass young people. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the numbers speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we have been very successful in dismantling uh, the so-called school-to-prison pipeline uh, here in Durham County under my leadership and, again, my partnership with DPS. The, the SROs are there to assist our kids. We're not the disciplinarians. We don't enforce school policy. We are there to keep the peace and make sure that educational environment is secure. Uh, and thank you so much for bringing that up. As I mentioned a moment ago, there's so much more we could talk about. We're going to step away and take a break. And I am excited to say we're going to continue this conversation with Herman, Natalie, and Venus uh, for just a little bit longer. So please stay with us. You're listening to Star Talk. Hello, and thank you for listening to Star Talk, a podcast from the Durham County Sheriff's Office. We need to do something. This is our next generation of future doctors and lawyers and nurses and police officers. I hope you understand that the Durham County Sheriff's Office and I, as your sheriff, are committed to reaching our youth. Animal control is underneath the Sheriff's Office, which I had no idea. I'm sure many in the community have no idea. Or we detect and investigate and enforce violations of animal ordinances, or state laws concerning domesticated animals. We investigate animal bites. The folks who work on the street and serve in our communities from Bahama, Rougemont, Southwest Durham are ambassadors. Ambassadors of the good work that we're doing serving the residents here in Durham County. We have a $6,000 sign-on bonus, so I'm definitely not going to leave that out, right? <laughs> and then some of our incentive pay for our base salaries um, you're looking at, uh, if, if you meet one of the extra criteria, 2.5, 5%, 7%, up to 10% potentially. And we're back listening to Star Talk. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, the conversation is, is wonderful, uh, and I, I certainly cannot stop this conversation. And there were some great points brought up by Venus a moment ago about gun violence uh, and Natalie about accountability and, and our SRO program. And I'm going to give Herman an opportunity to, to chime in on to this and very, very, very important uh, conversation. Herman, I know you had some points you wanted to add. Thank you, Sheriff. So a few years ago in our neighborhood, we had RTVs running through uh, uh, parts of the neighborhood, which was a problem because they could have run into some of the elderly citizens in our area. <clears throat> I met with the captain of our local precinct from Durham Police, and I asked him, how is morale? And he said, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, this morning, uh, one of our officers pulled over a car with four boys in it with illegal weapons. They arrested them, and they were out released in the afternoon. How do you think morale is? <clears throat> As part of that continued search for improving our community, I met Sheriff Burkhead. And Sheriff Burkhead told me about some technology called Fox cameras, which take uh, recognize license plates. They don't recognize faces. They don't take pictures of faces. They take pictures of license plates in the back of cars. <clears throat> the outcome of that is uh, one night there were uh, people that came into our neighborhood and broke into vehicles that were parked in driveways and on the street. 
<clears throat> Knowing the approximate time, we were able to allow the police to go into our Flocks camera. They could identify the license plate and thereby the owner of the vehicle. That's certainly not enough because you can't arrest a vehicle. So we put out word in our community of anyone that had a ring-type doorbell. Uh, that could, could they please look around this approximate time and see if they saw one, anyone getting out of this car? Perpetrator was arrested and didn't occupy the police time other than the arrest. All the investigation was due to good technology. No privacy issues were violated. The community is very happy with our flock system and appreciative of our sheriff for having made that recommendation. Yeah, Herman, you make a really good point that law enforcement must use every tool at their disposal. Uh, we're talking about technology and how technology uh, is an investigative tool, not an intrusive tool, uh, and law enforcement uh, must engage all of these uh, devices or instruments, if you will, for whether it's a flock camera system. Uh, and by the way, I, I am not endorsing flock, uh, but they are the system that we're using here in, in Carolina Arbors. Uh, and, and we've had a great relationship with them. Uh, those LPR cameras, as Herman mentioned, simply capture license plates. Uh, and then we talked about ShotSpotter. Again, I'm not endorsing ShotSpotter, but it's a piece of technology that I believe is a tool that is useful to uh, law enforcement, but it saves lives in communities all across this country and right here in Durham, as indicated uh, on the, the dashboard at the, the city of Durham's dashboard as it relates to ShotSpotter. Uh, so nonetheless, law enforcement can't do it alone. We need good people like you all here talking with us today on Star Talk to engage with the community, to utilize technology, and to push and advocate for more resources, be it SROs, additional deputies, so we can address the growth that we are experiencing here in our beloved Durham. Uh, so we're going to transition just a bit, talk a little bit more about the Community Advisory Board and your experience with the Citizens Academy. Each of you had to uh, go through the Citizens Academy to be on this board, uh, just to give you a glimpse of what we do here at the Durham County Sheriff's Office and what law enforcement is all about. So as we wrap up this final segment of uh, Star Talk, I'd really like to get your uh, experiences and opinions about the Community Advisory Board as a whole and the Citizens Academy. Let's start with Venus. Once again, thank you, Sheriff Buckhead. Um, being on the Sheriff um, Academy Advisory Board is very important to me. Um, I would like to start off and say we had a six-week program, which we were fed very well. <laughs> now, you know, law enforcement does like to eat, Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Grace, to make sure that each and every one of us had a dinner um, every night that we were here. Um, Sheriff Buckhead um, was very adamant. Um, very professional, um, very caring, and he explained to the Sheriff Advisory Board what it was all about, what he expected of each and every one of us, and the outcome was go into your community, talk to the people, um, let them know that we are here to serve the community. We want to help the community. We want to make our community safe. Um, we have so many people that are migrating here um, from different, you know, from the north, south, east, west, uh, Durham is a great city, and we would like to let those new people coming 
let them know that Durham is going to be safe. We will try to make the community safe. And I would like to say to you, um, Sheriff Buckhead, that you are doing an excellent job. I appreciate um, this advisory board. This is one of the first in the country. This is the first and the only one here in the state of North Carolina. So not only do I feel that we are only not only representing Durham, but we are representing North Carolina as well because we do care about what goes on in here in the state of North Carolina as well as other states as well. This is not only a Durham, North Carolina issue. This is a countrywide issue, um, and we want to make our community safe. So I appreciate you for allowing me to be on the Sheriff Advisory Board to let my voice be heard and to make change within our community. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, uh, Venus, for those kind words. And uh, and I can tell you, having you uh, on the board, as I mentioned a moment ago, with your experience uh, from D.C. and now in Durham, uh, has been value added uh, to the to the community, the advisory board, and to me as the sheriff. Uh, Natalie? Yes. The, um, the academy that we went through was extremely interesting. There's so much that is underneath the sheriff's office that I think the community does not understand. Um, animal control is underneath the sheriff's office, which I had no idea. I'm sure many in the community have no idea. And a lot of that is, is, is a burden on the office. Um, we have to figure out ways to help the sheriff's office expand and cover what, what they are intended to cover, even with, with the shortages. And I want to go back to accountability, if I may. Please. Um, Herman was talking about the accountability with, with the people that were in. They were arrested, and then they were in and out, and they were on the streets again. Um, so many times we see this in Durham. The law enforcement officers pick up the suspect, they charge them, and then the DA's office let them go because um, this, quote, not enough evidence is the term that I received so many times when I was... Um, inquiring about my son's case. Um, my son was a victim of drug-induced homicide, and I had to battle with the Sheriff's Department and with the DA's office to get answers. Um, and I feel badly for parents who are not as vocal as I am. I mean, there are so many times I read articles where parents are saying, I haven't heard anything from, from the investigator or from that. There needs to be something in place that can help families of um, homicides, these drug-induced homicides, navigate the system, get um, autopsy reports. It, it, they're left on their own. And I think that a, another thing could be just to ease them. They're already going through so much. But again, the accountability to the DA's office goes back to the, they have got to do a better job of, in, of enforcing our laws. Um, and making people held accountable for what they've done. You cannot come to Durham, sell somebody something, and they die, and you cannot walk down the street. Thank you. Natalie, thank you so much for those very powerful, powerful, and moving uh, comments. And uh, uh, thank you for sharing your story with the audience. Uh, but more importantly, thank you for sharing your story with me a couple of years back, and like as I said in our intro, we've had this conversation, uh, and you understand that law enforcement is on the front end. We are uh, the investigators. We are uh, those who identify perpetrators and arrest them and hopefully prepare a case for successful prosecu 
uh, prosecution. And then we hand that off to the DA's office. So your, your points are, are, are on point and profound in that it's going to take the entire judicial system uh, to address the issues that you've highlighted here, whether it's death by distribution, gun violence, as we've talked about, traffic, a host of issues that we've touched on here today. It's going to take the entire system to step up and stand together to address these issues. So thank you for, for bringing that, that out. And yes, the Durham County Sheriff's Office is one of uh, a handful of sheriff's offices in North Carolina that does have animal control under them. Uh, and we have spent uh, a considerable amount of time making sure that our deputies who serve in that division are responsive to the needs of our, our uh, canine and feline uh, in uh, residents here in Durham. Uh, and I can tell you that we answer thousands of calls a year uh, that are animal related. Uh, and, and I am proud of the men and women uh, uh, in an animal control division working alongside APS to, to help manage our shelter. Uh, and we will continue to do that as long as it's under my purview. So thank you for, uh, for highlighting that. And we want to wrap up this segment with Herman. Herman, I know you've been taking copious notes over here. So please uh, share your comments with us. So a couple things. I'd like to comment back about the Citizens Academy. Um, as was talked about, I had absolutely no idea that uh, the sheriff's office was responsible for animal control. Uh, but beyond that, we had a chance to visit with people that run various resources in the sheriff's office, the people that actually talk down people that are going to commit suicide or commit gang violence, the motorcycles that uh, patrol around, and the Mustangs, which look pretty ominous to me. And all. <laughs> you know, uh, and I didn't know we had boats that you know went around and looked for all kinds of things. You know, but all these resources that I am probably not alone as a citizen that had no, real, no realization of the scope and depth of our sheriff's office. To go through the jail, I'm happy to say I've never been in a jail as a prisoner, but to see what the people that actually operate our prisoners go through from deploying tablets so that people can learn so that they're prepared to go outside after their incarcerations <clears throat> to what do they do with the problem uh, criminals that are in jail. Pretty amazing. Uh, to be in the courts and find out the sheriff's office role in the courts and what the people that are in the courts are really confronted with, from viol violence within the courts to simply making sure the courts run properly. You know, it was all pretty amazing to me. So that was impressive. One final comment, if I may, about accountability. Uh, I'm a great believer in process management, not people management, but process management. And you can't manage things without metrics. And I have been looking for four years for a way to compare uh, uh, crime with arrests, with indictments, with uh, uh, convictions, and with incarcerations. And in trying to find that data in a unified format, I have gone through our state district attorney. I have gone through the clerk of county courts. I have gone through the city's office. And I'm hoping through the sheriff's office we can create enough energy to be able to get those metrics so we can find the gaps, so we can focus the limited resources we have on real solutions. Thank you, Herman, for your comments and really pointing out how important data is to addressing these issues. If we don't analyze 
the the problems that we uh, uh, experience every day, or the, and that persist in our community with data, uh, whether it's uh, arrest numbers, traffic numbers, prosecutorial numbers, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, we must have that data. So uh, anything the Durham County Sheriff's Office or I can do to assist with uh, compiling that data, please, please don't hesitate to let me know. And, and one thing I'll say is you, you touched on uh, something that, that I am constantly doing is just educating people about the office of the sheriff, especially here in Durham. Uh, we do everything. We're considered a full-service sheriff's office, uh, so we have special teams. And you mentioned the boat team. We have a hostage negotiation team. Uh, we have a, a nationally certified bomb team, uh, one of two uh, on the East Coast, on the Southeast Coast. Uh, and right now we're, the, we're in the number one slot. And what that means is our unit is called if there's a, a regional threat uh, that needs uh, bomb detection or bomb disposal. Uh, our unit uh, is certified to do all of that. And so I'm very proud of, of the work that those men and women do day in and day out. The boat team, Swift Water Rescue, we are constantly responding to areas where flood has happened, whether it's a hurricane uh, uh, or just uh, torrential rains as we've ha experienced recently. Uh, our team is called upon. And unfortunately, we do, uh, our dive team has been called to retrieve uh, bodies and vehicles from 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 uh, bodies of water uh, all across uh, the East Coast, and uh, they do uh, an excellent job with dignity and respect to the victims of those those uh, incidents as well. So we do it all here at the Durham County Sheriff's Office. So thank you for bringing that up. This has been a tremendous conversation, talking with Herman, Natalie, and Venus, who are members of the Durham County Sheriff's Community Advisory Board. Uh, this uh, hopefully has been enlightening to each and every one of you who are listening. Uh, and if you like this conversation and want to be part of this conversation, please contact us here at the Durham County Sheriff's Office. You can get in touch with Ms. Grace Marsh uh, or myself. You can send us an email here at the Durham County Sheriff's Office. Our email is listed on our website. And we promise to get back with you. And if you have a topic that you would like to discuss or have us discuss here on Star Talk, please send that to us again. A big thank you to my guests today for this very inspiring and enlightening conversation. This has been truly, truly good stuff uh, and good discussion here. Uh, so much so, I may invite each of you back and perhaps other members of the Community Advisory Board. So please take this experience back uh, to other members. Let them know how much uh, fun you had and how inspiring this was and how we are really having conversations to change the way we do business in Durham as it relates to law enforcement. Cannot thank you enough for being here, so I will bid you farewell. Please tune in next time for Star Talk, Durham County Sheriff's Office podcast, bringing community and conversations together.